0: welcome i'm elizabeth dawson and ways to love your money here we are again so i have a guest with us today and we are social distancing so we are a little far apart but katie steck who is with me each and every day in the practice here she's our case manager and she kind of preps and plans, and she's the glue to our client relationships, and it's been awesome having her here with me now, what, three years, four years? Yeah. Three and, so and a half, three yeah. Three and a half, almost yeah. four years. So Time it's, flies. It, it does, <laughs> it does, especially when you're having fun and when you're really busy, because so we're changing people's lives every day, right? So um, it's great to have you on the show with me. Thank you. I know Thank we've you. talked about this for a little while. Yeah, so. good to be here. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know we wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that we had a special show last week. It was really a filming and a webinar, a Zoom call, if you will, with quite a few people on it, and it was about the Paycheck Protection Program. So it got quite a lot of attention, and Katie was part of our moderation there.
1: Yeah, it was great to have so much feedback from everybody who was on. It was actually a really fun hour.
0: Yeah, it went by really quick, right? Yeah. It went by quick. Yeah. And our expert for the show that we did or for the event that we did was Tom Welch, and he's um, he's with Neighborhood National Bank and he works with SBA finances and also with these paycheck protection programs as well as commercial loans. So um, Tom is a very credible expert in this world and he's helped us personally and professionally and uh, we were just glad to have him part of the show, right? Yeah, part of and, the event.
1: and Tammy too. And he Tammy had his coworker too. Tammy with him who yes. has a wealth of knowledge as well. So And it was Tammy's great.
0: quite a kick, you know, she's <laughs> a lot of fun to be around and Uh, But she's quick with, you know, information, she knows Mm -hmm. her, she knows her stats, she knows everything that's involved there. We're going to jump over to a clip of the webinar so you can see what we're talking about. Thank you so much for being on the fireside chat today, Mr. Tom Welch.
2: Well, welcome everybody, we're glad to have you here tonight. Um, I thought I would go over a couple of things about changes that have occurred in the last couple of days, and then Elizabeth and I can kind of step through the questions. I have been in banking for 40 years. I just finished my 40th year in December and I um, have been doing SBA lending for about 30 years. Um, and it's something that I love and it's very you know, dear to my heart and I'm very happy to be able to help people um, so their businesses can thrive and you know, their families can you know, live and enjoy life. Um, so this PPP thing has been quite a challenge for all of us because it, it continues to change every day. Um, I have a binder that's literally, you know, three inches thick of things that uh, that I've had to like read and keep on top of. And, um, and I hate to tell any of you anything specifically, you know, through this whole process because it just kept changing, changing, changing. I think we're getting to the finalized part for the forgiveness. Um, so that's why I'm kind of ready to we're getting ready to roll our forgiveness out um, at our bank. One thing I would say is. Don't rush to have to do the forgiveness. You have, you have eight weeks from the date your loan was dispersed, or now under the new rules, you have up to 24 weeks. So you will have to decide whether you want eight weeks or 24 weeks. So as long as your loan closed before June the 5th, you have that option. If you closed on June, the, or if your loan was approved after June, on June the 5th or after, you only have 24 weeks. And I think um, it's better to kind of wait before you do it because we don't know if there's gonna be more changes still, you know, and you have plenty of time uh, before this is all, uh, before you're required to even uh, do the forgiveness. So the first thing that transpired is any loan that was made on June 5th or after, the maturity dates of those loans have been extended out to five years. So most people's loans, the maturity date is two years, the new ones are five. Um, you can ask for, by mutual agreement, you can ask the bank to extend it. I can tell you at our bank, we are, are not going to be able to offer that because these loans only are at 1% and they don't even cover our cost to have them. So we're still, we're very highly encouraged that everybody's going to get their loan forgiven and they're not going to have to really use the, you know, the, the loan feature of it. Um, You may know too that the breakdown has changed. So when we started, it was 75% for payroll, 25% for non-payroll expenses. Now that's been changed and now you can have 60% for payroll and 40% for for non-payroll expenses. What I will tell you is please, 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 you have to have at least 60% for the payroll. If you don't meet that threshold, that portion that's below 60 percent will not get forgiven. So um, it's important that you focus on the payroll portion first and then go over to to the non-payroll part. Um, The PPP loan does expire program. It expires on June 30th so the SBA um, is closing the program out um, as of last week, there was still $128 billion left in the program uh, to be used. I'm sure those funds will be deployed some other way. Um, but I, And I do want to mention, too, that the, the Economic Disaster Recovery Loan, if you did not receive one of those, um, and I told you that the funds were um, all um, had been exhausted, they have been renewed, and the SBA opened that program back up again um, late last week. So if you didn't get one, those loans did not come from the bank, um, they actually came directly from the SBA, so you have to go to their website. Um, and
0: Tom, I know we were talking earlier today and you said that there's some coordination with the EIDL loan with the PPP program, but um, it's it's a coordination of, of simplicity. So, so when we're talking about the 60% for payroll purposes for the PPP loan, Um, Do you want to go over some of those requirements, because we've had many questions from people that have sent them in, you know, what kind of retirement program qualifies as paycheck protection, 60% of payroll? What are some of those parameters that people need to have organized that they can use?
2: Well, I mean, you know, you you submitted an application that had your payroll expenses. Most people had payroll companies that did their their payroll reports for them. Mm Um, So, obviously, anybody that was on salary, if you're on commission, um, you know, their retirement, if you're paying, um, you know, know, contributing towards your employees uh, retirement account that that counted their portion does not count, of course, but the portion that the employer uh, participated in, um, and some of the taxes. The federal taxes did not um, did not use those to, to qualify. Um, and then, you know, the the um, non-payroll expenses are uh, is your rent, um, your your um, your uh, interest payments on um, any loans that you had. If you have a lease, um, the lease uh, also it qualifies um, under the rent uh, portion of that um and as well as um how did i forget here we've got there's one other item that counts oh the health health benefits as well too yeah right
0: so what did you get out of the paycheck protection program that event that we did
1: i thought the most important since we were talking about the forgiveness side of things was how how it's not there's no rush i feel like was what i learned from that that um that you've we've got plenty of time to get everybody's Right. Financials well, in order.
0: And not everyone knows, but our firm is a recipient of a Paycheck Protection Program loan. And um, it was we were grateful to have it, and it was amazing. But in the beginning, there was this huge rush mm-hmm. to say, okay, you've got eight weeks to spend it, and you've got eight weeks to file your application mm-hmm. for forgiveness. But now there's been an amendment to the CARES Act, and they said, technically, we have until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So that takes a lot of pressure off of me, but also our business owner clients and other people that we know that own businesses that have these loans, mm-hmm. because the appeal was having a loan forgiven, which is not very often that you hear those <laughs>
1: things. And I think a lot of people were in such a rush to get that process done. Yeah. Um, and so learning that, oh, we have till even October of 2021, yes. I think gave a lot of people a lot of relief.
0: Well, I think that that's something that people should know. That's, that's kind of a, a number that should be thrown out there, you know, a mm-hmm. date that should be put out there, you know, save the date. Maybe don't wait until the last part, but right. what Tom was telling us is wait a little bit. Don't be in a rush because mm-hmm. there's so many guidelines that are coming out each and every day that are going to be, um, you know, putting us in the right direction. Where a lot of people, if they've already filed for forgiveness, they may not have all of the other pieces that might come to fruition throughout mm-hmm. this. Yeah,
1: they might miss you know, some opportunities. Right, mm-hmm. they might miss some opportunities.
0: Yeah. And really, when I talked to Tom, even on a side note, he goes, I really feel like the government's going to fully pay it off, but they don't know. right? You know, they, yeah. we, we don't know. And I think there's a stress around that. Mm-hmm. At this point, um, and I kind of shared this feedback when we were on, um, on the webinar the other night, was that for me, initially, it was kind of a hard thing as a business owner to get a loan to pay payroll, right, nice. um, and at first you had to spend 75% towards payroll, and there's a lot of different designations of payroll and what they are, it's not just your payroll, it's mm-hmm. uh, multiple things with retirement plans that have for employees and whatnot, but it was, um, it was a little difficult, but to get through these very difficult times, these trying times, and especially this last weekend, we're hearing these coronavirus numbers are even, you know, peaking mm-hmm. again, they're getting higher, deaths are down, which is great, mm-hmm. we hope that they stay down, but What about the businesses that need more money eventually? Right. What are they going to be able to do? Because I know that there's a significant date, June 30th, that you can't go and get a paycheck protection program loan after the 30th. Right. Right. So what's to come next? It's it's a very unknown situation that we're in. Mm -hmm. What would you say from um, some of our business owner clients? What their concerns are? Have you have you picked up anything like?
1: I think a lot of people had a lot of questions about what was considered payroll. Um, it, they knew it's not just that paycheck that their employee is getting but there is actually a lot of other pieces to what is considered payroll right. so I think that was a big Well, health insurance mm-hmm. or
0: dental insurance something like that um, some benefits that maybe you're offering your employees retirement benefit retirement contributions benefits, the mm-hmm. retirement accounts um, we've, we have a pension in our practice so even being able to fund a portion of that that was mm-hmm. great uh, but then they had said that we could we could basically stretch out the period of time, not just to eight weeks, something like 24 weeks. Yeah, that's what
1: Tom said, 24 so, weeks.
0: So if we could stretch out, gosh, we have a lot of expenses within 24 weeks mm-hmm. versus just eight. So even to categorize all those pieces, uh, but what I would suggest is do your homework for sure because uh, even though you may have had a banker or someone helping you get the Paycheck Protection Program or if you went directly to the SBA – there's not many resources right now that can mm-hmm. tell you how to do the application correct. Um, so the application, once it actually gets put back in, you can't go and fix it. Right, yeah. It's kind of like there's a lot of mistakes on the road to get into the Paycheck Protection Program or the Economic Impact Disaster Loan, and people made mistakes, and I'll say we did too, because we just didn't know. We didn't know what we didn't right. know. Mm-hmm. And where it might have you know, hurt us from not getting more money or... Maybe it got us far less. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's just kind of interesting because we've seen the gamut amongst a lot of different business owners of how much they received from the EIDL, how much they received from the SBA, or they didn't get anything from the SBA for the PPP. Right. And these are a lot of different little acronyms, but (laughs) it's trying to kind of navigate through with our clients' questions, right? Yeah, Yeah, Definitely. So what would you suggest to people listening right now? Because you're not always behind the scenes. You're, you're up front and center with me right now. So.
1: Well, I think one thing people were asking and is probably a good first step is if you do have questions about what you can use, that they're all on that application. So even just taking a glance at it to see what what that list of mm-hmm. things you need to keep track of right. um, is, is a good place to start. And then, um, I mean, Tom well, is helping his clients yes. uh, by by putting together a, a good, uh, a form, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. to help, to help with that process. So right. reaching out to the loan officer, Tom, or whoever
2: that is. And we're trying to get everybody, you know, a hundred percent forgiven. So the way that the process will, do you mind, I'll, I'll, since a lot of people, you know, are from maybe, you know, part of my clients are here online too, I'll mm-hmm. explain how we're going to do it. Um, and then, you know, it will be similar, you know, for everybody else. We're just... We are going to use a forgiveness portal where you'll actually be able to, um, we will create a link and we're going to send all of our customers a link to this portal and um, it will have populated a majority of your information from when you actually applied for the original loan. And it's going to ask you some questions because you're going to have to decide once again on this application, whether you're going to do the eight week forgiveness or the 24 week forgiveness. So by answering some of these questions, it will let it will um, determine how you're gonna which form you're gonna have to fill out too because now there's two applications there is an easy form and then there's just the general application for for the loan the easy form it it has like three questions that you'll have to answer in order to be eligible so anybody who is self-employed or an independent contractor or you're a sole proprietor and you didn't have any employees you're eligible to use the easy form and the easy form is only three pages long. Um, if you did not reduce um, the annual salaries um, or the, uh, the hourly wages of an employee by more than 25% um, during the cover period, then you're going to be eligible to use the, the easy form. And then um, this one is a little bit more tricky. You, if you um, did not reduce the salaries by more than 25% um, or your hourly wages, and you were unable to operate during the covered period. So, like, if you were, um, you know, restricted from from having your business open um, because one of the federal agencies had said you have to close, you're you're not an essential business, then you will qualify under this to actually use the, um, the easy form. form? Mm-hmm.
0: So less documentation with the easy form, but you have to qualify under those requirements.
2: Yeah, you have okay. to be able on the actual application there's instructions and you have to be able to check one of those boxes before you can move forward on it. Well, Um, and I know
0: people are gonna have more and more questions about their unique situation. So we'll take those questions if we have enough time at the end. But if not, um, we can always do a one-off and create appointments with you or myself, Tom, and and we can try and help people out. Because uh, one of the questions from Ryan and Jennifer Ogden had said, do you have a forgiveness app ready yet? Well, it sounds like it's coming. Um, at least through Neighborhood National Bank, but I do know that they also have applications on SBA as well. So, uh, but I do like the idea, Tom, that you're saying, maybe wait a little bit before you you jump the gun to actually do your forgiveness application because so many rules are changing every day.
2: And you're you're not required. It's just the, the way the law was written, it said that, I mean, technically, you could apply before you used all of your money. That wouldn't be very smart, but you could. You can apply, <laughs> you can apply um, at the right after the eight week period. Or you can—you've got a long period of time, you know, before you have to just jump on it. So I, like, I'm going to recommend to my clients to wait. Um, the applications are available. The reason why we haven't um, released anything because our system's going to complete the forms for you. So it's you're—it's gonna you're going to answer the questions and it's automatically going to populate the form. And then right. when you're yeah when you're done, it's going to submit it to us. And what happens is the bank we have. We have 60 days to review um, your application and either approve it or decline it okay. um, and then, uh, then from that point if, let's say that we approve it um, then we send it to the SBA and the SBA has 90 days um, to review it. Okay. The reason why this is the second reason why we haven't released everything out yet is that SBA has not provided us with the guidance of how They want us to send your information to them. So even if you send everything and we approve it, it's going to be sitting in a box, you know, and I don't want it just sitting there going nowhere. Yeah.
0: Well, the interesting thing, when you and I talked about this earlier, you said that the SBA only has about 800 employees and for the paycheck protection program, they actually took in over 5 million applications. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So, but there were, there were a lot of banks that participated. Without the banks we
0: couldn't have done this.
2: No do, no. do we not.
0: think that do we think that the banks might just have the approval pro, you know power at that point because there's not enough people in the SBA to actually go through and fine comment?
2: No, they're no. not going to do that. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, so we have
0: to have our patience hat on with this process of minimum yeah. of 5 months.
2: A minimum so. of 5 months, yeah. Okay. And it, you know and it could be it could be longer. And I think that's where the deferral part comes into if I remember right um they're saying that they're going to, originally the way it was written, you would have had to start making interest payments mm-hmm. on the in the seventh month. Mm-hmm. But now the payments aren't due until they actually approve or decline your request. So, and they're okay, going to so pay all of your are interest.
0: Are you saying that if your application's in process, then you're not going to have to pay the payment until they're you're
2: approved? Not, yeah, you're not going to be paying the payment. Well, that's, that's how I understand know. it. Yeah, That's good to so. know. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's actually a big a big plus because yeah what do you know what do you, what do you even know what you're making a payment on
2: yeah yeah we don't know what the amount is I mean the bank is going to determine um, whether it's going to get all forgiven or a portion may not get forgiven or you know or it's totally declined and I I was telling you earlier today we have had Tammy and I've had some crazy questions about people asking us you know can I go out and buy a gas station you know can I pay down mm-hmm high interest loans, you know, with, with even with the PPP funds. And we're like, no, 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 don't do that. Yeah. You know? So this was supposed to help, you know, keep people employed and be able to keep the doors open.
0: One thing that Tom gave us too is a resource to four different documents. Two are applications. So one is the long form and the other one is the easy form. And then there's actually two other forms that he gave us as well that explain what the easy form is, is if you can qualify for that then you don't really have to go through all the documentation that That's right. businesses have mm-hmm. to go through. Um, if you can go through that, it's fantastic. But if you can't, you know, then, then it's the long form, which is fine. Just have your documentation. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like getting ready to go back and do taxes. You want to make sure you have all of your deductions and all of your right. kind of documentation all set up so that when you go through that process, it's, mm-hmm. it's easy. It's not without a question. And you never know. The government, You know, they have the task force for the Paycheck Protection Program to see who's gotten money and what they've used it for, and Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I don't want to be one of those people that they come back and say, well, what did you really use it for? Well, I used it for this, but I still had a whole lot of this to pay for. So uh, one of the recommendations all along was to have that money in a separate bank account. Some people did, some people didn't. So uh, you just have to be able to track what your expenses Mm -hmm. have been over that period of time. Yeah, keep
1: those statements Mm -hmm. and every check that you wrote. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. And there were were questions, and I recall these too, about – You know, if your payroll had gone down by 25%, or if you had, you know, employees and they didn't come back, or if you had part time employees that basically, if they were each worked 20 hours of uh, a pay period, you have to consider them one employee. And if you haven't brought those people back, you know, what are the ramifications? Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, that we were grateful for the gift. There's probably going to be some little things that might not be forgiven, but oh well, but the majority of these loans are going to probably be forgiven.
2: One thing that I did learn. Today too, when I was kind of reviewing the, all these big changes, mm-hmm. um, let let's say that you did cut your uh, salary um, of an employee. So just for an example, let's say that they made a thousand dollars a week. You cut their salary by um, three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so during that eight-week period, um, they would have had like about. What, what will be eligible, they're still going to let you keep 25% of the salary that they would have uh, made, and and you won't be penalized for that. Okay. So you, you're only going to, so like if you cut their salary by $300, you're only going to be penalized by $50 a week um, for what you cut. And I read something amount. today
0: too about full-time employees versus part-time employees. So there's a different treatment for those as well. Do you know much about that, Tom?
2: You have to, you have to be able to someone has to be working 30 hours or more to be counted as full-time okay and and then if you had two part-times and they are working 20 hours a week then you would add, add them together to get a full-time equipment Got
0: it. i'm sure you all have questions about this there's going to be a lot and if you need some resources to help you or even just other you know commercial business loans and things of that nature we'll be happy to put you in touch with tom and just know this when you're working with me you're working with katie but you're also working with our entire team so uh, you want someone that's going to be able to take good care of you and have a good succession plan in the future, too. Let's pray that this time will pass, which we all know it will. It will. Um, but let's, let's, uh, let's hope and pray that uh, less and less people will get this coronavirus, that we'll have a vaccine, that businesses will be able to come back and thrive. Right. Mm-hmm. Not just survive, but come back and thrive for sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just enjoy what we have in this wonderful country. Yeah. Would you agree? I agree. Okay. Anything <laughs> else you want to say, in closing comments?
1: I think that there were some really great clips that we, we wanted to share with you, so um, we'll definitely be highlighting those as well. There's some great information in that webinar, and if you haven't had a chance to hear the whole thing, we also have the recording. So
0: Perfect. Yes. Get the recording, because we have had a ton of people excited about it. Mm-hmm. And Tom has said that he wants to do another fireside chat on uh, the 15th of July. So wait for those invitations, or if you're interested, put that information in the comments. We'll make sure you get a, a link to mm-hmm. that event, and uh, yeah, ask all the questions, because I can only imagine how many more things will change between right now in the 15th of July. Yeah. So, um, hey, great to have you on the show today. Thank it's, you. It's nice not being lonely here. <laughs> it's kind of nice to have my cohort here, but we are trying to social distance and do the right thing. We want to keep everybody healthy out there, so stay healthy, stay safe, stay smart, and enjoy your future. Let's get back to a thriving economy. That's what we all want to have. All right. Stay tuned next week. We'll have another Ways to Love Your Money back in the studio.